What's going on? How's everybody doing? This is Skylar from Join Risby. I'll be your host for today. Um, I hope everybody's having a good March. Uh, you know, we got the vaccines coming out uh, pretty steadily. They moved up the timelines, so what is it, like 44 to like 16 in April, April like 9th or something is open. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be able to feel comfortable again and go out and things like that. Um, I, I think things will change and I will have my mask on, but just wanted to throw that out there and, you know, just look at some of the positives going on. Um, so today, uh, I have a subject that kind of hit hard at home, um, that I'd like to discuss and, you know, just... See what you guys are thinking. Um, throw some facts out there, some numbers. So we're just gonna jump right into it. Um, so I've, after our Young Adult Summit in January, I was asked to present some sort of like training um, about like the subject of my young adult thing at the summit which was uh about like not feeling comfortable within like my hispanic community and my white community like i always feel like a misfit in both well uh, i've come up with a plan the first thing i want to talk about is the disparities that a lot of these ethnic groups come to and deal with and it's pretty much linked to um you know the the structural racism you know that we have going on and that built America, you know, they go hand in hand pretty much. So I thought I would just talk about it and how, you know, we can kind of fight it and just seeing if we can normalize, you know, the stigma behind it and, you know, things of that nature. So um, the start of it is, you know, in 2016, these are the numbers, the estimates that I got in front of me. Uh, the population was something like 61% white, 17 or 18% Hispanic, 13% uh, black, 5 Asian, and then I don't know what those abbreviations are. I'm guessing it's Native American and Alaskan or something. Alaska Native, there you go. Um, and by 2044, we'll have a increase. Uh, half of all Americans are projected to belong to a not to a minority group, any group other than non-Hispanic white alone. So, I <clears throat> just want to throw out there that the, the racial minorities often bear disproportionately high burden of disability resulting from mental disorders. And I just want to talk a little about that, you know, from my point of view is I've know firsthand what it's like to have parents tell you, well, a parent tell you, you know, it's all in your head and... You know, this is nothing compared to what I grew up with trying to compare themselves to you and their hardships, you know, back in whatever, you know, my father was 80s, 90s, growing up, whatever the hell it was. But, um, you know, it's a different time. And for somebody like him, he was taught, you know, doesn't matter what you're going through, you know, the mental thing is just on your head, it's not real. You just work hard and, 
you know, blah, blah, and this and that. But in reality, it's not the case. It's like something you need to talk about and deal with. And there's like a discouraging, a discouragement going on where, you know, don't talk about it, basically. You know, you're going to sound crazy. You're going to sound like, oh, something's really wrong with you. We need to send you away. Like, there's really these things that are being told to people to like scare them into not talking about it and just suppressing it but you can't really suppress it so like that was told to me was that like oh it's all in your head it's nothing even though i knew it was something and for him to tell me that it's just ridiculous like i i remember flipping out on him but that's what he grew up with you know is you know not talking about these things and hiding them and putting them behind walls um so that's just what he knows growing up you know as a in a puerto rican household in what puerto rico new york uh, he's lived multiple places so um he you know just did what he knew and that's what he told me and that's just not right you know it's just it's part of the way he was grew up though it's like, do I blame him for saying that? I mean, no, because that's what he's taught. But being able to change, even though he's seen firsthand, you know, the the actions I've taken dealing with my mental health, you know, that part, that's what I blame, you know, I, I, I get upset about is that he's seen me, you know, you know, trigger warning cut. And he's seen me deal with, you know, going to outpatient and work on stuff. And yet he still sat there and told me it was on your head. This wasn't even at the beginning. This is like maybe two years after, like, my first symptoms and my real, like, crazy stuff started. Um, so, you know, for him to tell me that is just ridiculous. But I also have friends and family that... Uh, go through the same things, you know, there's fam other family members that, uh, I haven't really talked to much, but just recently talked to that told me, like, I try to tell my mom this, but she, it's all in your head, it's not a thing, it's not real, like, stop making up stuff, and, you know, they're just in their suffering, and they already got to deal with the otherworldly problems, like, and this is where it goes hand in hand is the, you know, the places people grow up in. If you look in, you know, let's just look at the, di the differences, the, you know, quote unquote ghettos that people live in are a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're directly caused from, you know, white people basically putting them there, not allowing them to thrive and grow. You know, it's, it's, they're basically set up for failure, in a way. From, you know, how the system was born and how it was just um, put into place. So a lot of that, you know, that's, that's where it stems. It's, you have these people that are born in these situations that are just already just off-rip, looking to be negative and you know, not good situations. So, like, they're already at a disadvantage. And that, you know, another part of this plays into, you know, I, a lot of other people, not, you know, white people tend to have more connections. 
and like opportunities so this and this plays into actually getting the help is that um let me see. Yeah, here it is. Uh, in 2015, among adults with any mental illness, 48% of whites received mental health services compared to 31% of blacks and Hispanics and 22% of Asians. So what I, what I find that and what I think about that is almost half of whites receive mental health care. One, that's because they have connections. There's more people. You know, it's a better network, I guess. Um, two, that goes into insurance. That goes into, um, you know, money, wealth, things like that. Uh, that goes into, uh, you know, the cultural. Let's, we can go cultural, you know, even Spanish-speaking providers language barriers you know and there's just not like any support for mental health services in like the the safety things like uh medicaid and things like that you know and so it's just trying to find like how does this work you know it's how how do they overcome this it's hard enough to get in somewhere for like a psychiatrist it takes at least six months for a new psychiatrist like, I got lucky. I mean, I'm pretty sure I still waited about six months to a year, something along those lines. But, I mean, to find one, and that's because my mom had good insurance, you know? And it's just crazy to me to think of that. But, um, I mean, I have, yeah, circumstances like that. But you have, like I said, 48% of whites receive mental health care compared to the 31 of blacks and Hispanics. Well, I think that's a two-prong thing. 31% of blacks and Hispanics got care because they actually spoke up or found it themselves. Or, you know, I don't know this. You know, it's obviously situational. But the other part is a lot of people, you know, ethnicities, different ethnicities like black, Hispanic, Asian, don't speak up about it because, you know, you're taught from a young age that you know oh you don't talk about this you keep this to yourself you know this is not real like there's there's a stigma behind the mental health and a lot of cultures just leave it at that they just you know don't want to really dig into it because it's it's not physical i feel like that's a part of it that because you can't see it it means oh no they must be fine until it's too late and I, I you know that's the the best analogy I've ever heard is that like you can have somebody walking around with a broken arm and it's oh you know you, you just automatically feel bad and you know you see it so you know there's something wrong with them but I can put on a happy face every day or a face where people can't really tell that anything's going on and people will just assume I'm fine you know there's nothing wrong but on the inside it's like I'm struggling, I'm, you know, feeling immense pain, I don't even want to get up out of bed, and even, like, I've, I've wore it on my, you know, sleeve and shown that face of I'm just tired, and people still don't ask questions or anything like that unless they, like, care, like, a lot of people just don't care about it, it's like, 
like they just don't want to get involved and so a lot of people tend to hide it and people never know what people are dealing with until you really talk to them and get them to open up but even then like within I'm guessing within friend groups like I bet you there's a lot more of that going on in there than with families you know people can trust friends because you know they're probably more diverse and you know maybe are going through the same things and that's how friendships are born and things of that nature but um dealing with it is like a whole different thing in these you know ethnic minorities it's a real struggle and I feel like again like my whole life I've been half in half out of all of this like I have parts of it where I can definitely relate parts of it where I can't relate and this is why you learning these stories and stuff really helps and listening to other people's talk um, let's see what else we got going on oh yeah this is another interesting thing mental health problems are common among people in the criminal justice system which has a disproportionate representation of racial slash ethnic minorities approximately 50% to 75% of youth in the juvenile system meet criteria for a mental health disorder now we can all guess how many you know what the actual percent is of people that are going through the mental the the justice system quote unquote justice system the majority of them are black hispanics you know things of that nature and there's no rehabilitation when you're sent to jail jail is not a justice system it is a slave system pretty much where you're sent there you don't learn anything you're gonna be we're gonna have you work for pennies on the dollar we're gonna have you you know suffer in there we're not gonna give you any privacy we're not gonna teach you anything we're gonna make it worse you don't get rehabilitated it's a punishment like you don't learn anything and that's where it just starts and like you know juveniles in the system once you're in like most of the time it's all you learn you know and it's you know it's hard to really recuperate after hearing and seeing all the stuff that goes on through these systems and even growing up like the two different worlds growing up in somebody growing up in Hartford and somebody growing up in you know Newington it's two different worlds and seeing all these disparities and yet we still choose to do nothing we still don't help the system at all the system's already messed up but you got all these stats figures that show the disproportional um, help between these ethnic minorities and white people and if like 50% of white people that are dealing with it only get help like I mean it's always gonna be it's pretty much always gonna be lower when it comes to things like that um, with other you know cultures and minorities so it's like what do we do how do we help people and I think you know even just talking about it is a start 
you know, a lot of people don't talk about it. A lot of people don't want to hear it. But once it's actually out there, you tell these stories and, you know, show figures like this. And um, it really starts to open up views. And even I feel like this is such a bigger thing, but, you know, changing the way the correctional system works. I mean, it needs to be done, reform prisons into like an actual reform for people, you know? Like, don't just throw them in there and basically lock them up and it's their life. You know, a lot of people are coming out, especially on long terms and for stupid stuff like selling weed. And, you know, you got rapists getting 10 years, but you got people selling weed going for like 30 years, like a dime bag. Like, it's ridiculous. And they come out not knowing what to do in life. They got this, you know, you got a felony for some dumb thing you, you, you know, did or insignificant thing in the greater scheme of things and you can't you can't get a job you can't get a good paying job you know you got to prove yourself eight times as hard people are going to look at you funny because it says oh i was a felon like what that's stupid you know a lot of people make mistakes when they're younger because they gotta you know they think they gotta do stuff to survive and that's just the bottom line you know when you're putting these situations to okay do i join do i hang out with this group of people where i can make some money you know, and, you know, maybe have it a little better, or do I sit by, do nothing, still struggle, and just hope for the best? A lot of people take action because that's what they know. And, you know, we put a lot of blame on these people, you know, felon, you shouldn't go to jail, you shouldn't have done this. But in their situation, what are you going to do? You want to make some money, you want to help your family, you want to survive. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, a lot of these kids that are doing these things, joining gangs, it's because they want a stable presence. You know, you got people that are asking, of uh, you know, things of them, that are supporting them, that are doing things that nobody else is doing, and that's, you know, why the influence is there. But we don't look at that. We just look at, oh, they're doing something bad. We don't look at the facts. We don't look at this is the situation they were born in, this is the setup that we've given them you know it's like it's just not fair and there's nothing being done about it and you know throwing the, the like i said before the justice system and it's all messed up we need reform and you're done you're you know it's you're you're left behind you know you're coming out not knowing what new technology what's going on you don't know uh, like I said, you don't know how to get a job because you got a quote-unquote felony. You know, I'm not saying all all things should be forgiven. Don't get me wrong. You know, if you're doing some bad shit, then stay there. But when it comes to dumb things like drugs, like weed, like weed. If you sell a dime bag of weed back in 1970 and you just get out in 2020, like what? What's going on? You know? Half of it's legalized. You got all this legalization going on, but you still got people locked up from, like, the 90s. Like, what's going on? What are you doing? And that's where we're failing. And a lot of those people are black and Hispanics. If not the majority. No, they are the majority. That are dealing with this. So, what can we do? You know, like I said, talk about it. Change the justice system. Quote-unquote justice system. We can have different, you know, we can reach out, we can attempt to, um, 
no help in any way or sense. Put on these, put on these events, put on different, you know, shows, different lectures, different ways to just have people listen, come, you know, create a space that's safe for them, you know? Like, even if it's just, even if it's an online space, and it, there's already disparities with that. Look at, you know, look at the pandemic and how there's so many people that couldn't go to school on a, you know, a good internet connection or didn't have the right technology because they can't afford it because of, again, the setup that they're given, they're born into. This goes to making the money. You want to go to school, but you got to make money. How are you going to do it? You're going to do what you have to do. Plain and simple. You know, and I don't blame them. They want to just do what's best for them. And in that time and situation, that's what it is. So in multiple facets, and this is why mental health and the racial, you know, the racist structure we're built on comes hand in hand. Because they're already at a start where they're, you know, down, plain and simple. So, you know, you throw in the fact that it is harder to find resources and harder to meet you know have that networking of people that may or may not help you that may help you um with your mental health issues and it's just like the whole system's just broke and it's scary like i you know i can't imagine not having any of the stuff that I've been lucky enough to have going through my mental health issues and um you know in my opinion like I I lived with my dad early uh like the end of high school and it was troubling there was no like structure it was just I don't know I was just in a room and it was just weird like it didn't feel like I belonged there and I've never lived with him alone but I you know that was the first time um, but I was just struggling and I just can only imagine living with him the whole time and you know his mindset of oh it's nothing like I probably wouldn't be here today you know like if it just kept getting ignored and stuff so like these people that are going through similar um, struggles are stronger than I could ever be and I applaud you and, you know, it's not something I should be applauding because you shouldn't have to deal with it, but it's just how it is right now until we see some big change. And, you know, what I can even say, like, is what is what are we doing as, you know, an organization that I work for? What are we doing to change the system? We're so focused on all this other dumb stuff that we can't even fit, like, work on ourselves, like we're at a point where it's all mandatory you know these racial things and racial trainings that in my opinion are mostly for white people white people need these talks and trainings and stuff a lot of it is for them straight up like i i know a lot of these struggles a lot of people you know all the ethnic minorities that i work with know these struggles but you know Wait, we gotta get thrown in to learn. Like, what are we learning? Learning that we've deal with this stuff, that we've dealt with it, that we've experienced it in multiple different manners. Yes, bravo, bravo, strong showing. And it's just, you know, we can't even work on ourselves to help the community. We're we're community based, but 
how are we helping you know new britain hartford and these again these younger people that might not be feel confident in speaking up about their mental health issues of their anxiety of their depression because of their households and how what they grew up in and what their parents know like how are we reaching out and talking to them how are we hosting things and this goes into helping you know you want to talk about young adults and high schoolers like we're now you know in with new britain high school and that's good that's a good start but what more can we do it's like there's only so much we can do because you know where we don't feel like we're getting supported we got all these rules and regulations going on even on this podcast you know before i wasn't allowed to swear but young adults swear it's what we do you know and you know you got these little rules that just nitpick and you know we can't do this oh you can't do that and i'm just sitting here like but we can't maximize our you know efficiency to help who the people we need to help because we're being held back you know i'd love to do more outreach and obviously the pandemic messed a lot of things up but do more outreach and even feel like you know be able to go to like boys and girls clubs and stuff and be able to spend some you know maybe do some sort of special thing for them and kind of start teach try to teach them at a young age and have these conversations and you know start somewhere because we got you got to start somewhere and just do what we can but it just feels like and this is going to be a subject going forward um it just plays into you know as a young adult that wants to help young adults how am i supposed to do that when i don't feel like the people that have hired me you know that or not the people that have hired me but like just the system is not helping me to help them you know i'm over here struggling trying to you know save up but to get a car like still living in my mom's house like i the freedom is kind of limited to a in a sense but like there's no way i can move forward as an adult with what's going on right now and how things are going and i'm gonna dig way deeper into this at some point but um it's just like you there's such a struggle of wanting to help the youth and everything and and do this and that and I, I i do i feel like i do to the some of the best of my ability in different manners and obviously being able to team up with more and have these discussions and we're doing this workshop i feel like it's going to help because again there's so much there's only so much you can do until you dismantle the system and that's a goal i want to you know achieve in some shape or manner is change the system dismantle the system rebuild this system you know do what i can um, but when I'm put in a position where I'm being restricted and not really being helped on multiple different manners, it, it's tough, you know, and, you know, I know you guys have heard Marco before and we're going to talk about this soon and, you know, it'll be interesting for you to hear, but, you know, just try to reach out to friends and see what you can do to help because you never know at bottom line and just don't 
don't ever forget the disparities that go on in the mental health system despite the fact that it's so messed up it's even worse for other you know black hispanic asian ethnic groups different ethnic groups you know I'm not trying to miss anybody by the way um but uh, yeah it's just and uh this is actually going to be the ripple effect for today um the thing that started this whole you know flow and kind of shocked up everything is I uh, I have a lot of brothers and half brothers and sisters and I was talking to one of my sisters who I don't really know like that but I'm like I, I don't have a problem with I've seen her every now and again and it's always been nice you know it's, it's a weird situation always but she was telling me her stuff and you know I I cried like I was so sad that my father who hasn't been there for her just she just suffered alone because her mom wasn't supportive and she's full-on Hispanic and like I just just her surroundings and everything like compared to mine I I look I guess I did look like a like a the safest place on earth you know and it's just, it's it's frustrating to know that all these disparities were going on without me knowing. And, like, somebody that I share blood with, like, went through all this while the, the person that, you know, created us just didn't do anything. You know how frustrating that is. It's beyond comprehension. And it's just, you know, I, I can only speak to what I know. And I'm, you know, whatever I can do to help people, I'm here. And if you ever want to discuss things, I'm here. Um, but just, you know, that, that's what started all this. Just hearing the story just firsthand from somebody that is my sister, you know. And it's just, how do you go about changing that? And I'm doing the best I can to support her. I can, you know, I can only do so much, but I'm doing what's in my ability and I hope to make this, like, reach out to multiple people and really change lives and things like that. But, you know, going forward, do what you can. Help change the system, you know. As as little a change as it might be, everything's helpful. And together I know that we can topple this messed up thing. So, uh, thank you for listening to The Daily Flow in this beautiful rant. Um hope you have a great rest of March, beginning of April. I'll talk to you guys soon.